welcome to another Win Daily Show. My name is Michael Raziel. I've got my man, Sia Najad. We have a packed show for you today. Sia, how you doing, man? So today, Michael, today, a lot of the casinos in Vegas actually opened up. And yeah, and so lo and behold, I got a text from some friends of mine. It was actually a, a WhatsApp message, if we're being super technical. And it's from my WhatsApp group. That's like my fantasy football group where we fly to Vegas every single year. Well, of course, as of a couple months ago, we had decided to scrap that plan because mm-hmm. of COVID. Totally understandable. Um, and it looks like we're still going to scrap it. But now there's like a little bit of momentum that's starting to build. And I'm not exactly sure what side I'm on, but you can tell by the excitement in in my voice Mm -hmm. that perhaps, maybe, possibly, in fact, probably, I might be on the side of maybe trying to rile up a few guys to uh, continue our tradition. It's been almost 10 years, I think, that we fly out to Vegas for the first weekend. 10 years? Mm -hmm. That is impressive, man. Anyway. That's a long. That's a long way of saying uh, I'm doing fine, Michael. I'm, yeah, I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw some of the stuff they're doing. Everyone's. They have some dancers wearing masks out there. It seems like a like a wacky, wacky time. But I mean, shoot, we got to get out of the house as we. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm at this point. I'm starting to get a little stir crazy here. But yeah, I think that is fantastic. I hope you can do it. If not, hey man, I'll go to Vegas with you. I guess I don't know. I mean, whatever. First, hey man. Actually, yeah, I think that would work. I think I could. I think I could swing it. I'll tell you, it's it's it would be like September 9th ish because we go the Wednesday before that opening game, assuming this all happens on schedule. But by the way, just so you know, anybody's invited, including anybody listening. If you guys want to come, let's go. Let's go to Vegas. We go. It's a good time. You can uh, you can laugh at our picks or take notes on our picks, whatever you want to do when we do our draft on Wednesday night in a big suite in a in a nice hotel in Vegas. So that's 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 what we might be doing. But anyway, what's going on right now, Michael? Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on, but first I would just say I would also make sure to pay attention and watch you play poker. I will. Uh, I'll get good at this game if I talk to you enough. I feel like some of that, some of that energy is going to come to me, and I'm going to figure it out. But no, tonight we have an absolutely packed show. Uh, we have Rich Masana. I almost said his name wrong. Sorry, Rich. I almost said your name wrong. We have Rich Masana. We have JFan303 coming on to talk a little Bundesliga. We have JMO. Everybody doesn't know his name. Josh Moore, DFS No Shame. He's coming on to talk NASCAR. A little bit later tonight, we have Jim, Big Jim Thompson. I call him Jimbo. I don't know if he likes it or not, so I might actually have to ask him that. I'm not <laughs> sure how he feels about it. We have him coming on to talk an MMA a little bit later and some LOL slates and some of that four or five o'clock magic that they got going on. And uh, we'll see if we can get a quadruple takedown again. I think we had one of those a couple weeks ago which was incredible after Jim came on. So hopefully we are his magic juju there. And yeah, man, and the NBA's back. So you and I are going to get to talk a little NBA, what the playoff odds look like, what we're what we're rocking with and what how it's going. But uh, we got Rich Masana here with us. Rich, I'm sorry I uh, for almost said your name wrong. I don't know why I did that. My bad. Yeah, I, you know, I'm used to having to pronounce soccer names. So. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. So Rich, talk to us. I mean, you're here to make us money. That's why we love you. That's why we appreciate you. You're our soccer fanatic you're top four percent in the entire world in dfs i mean i'm just gonna shut up i'm gonna drink this delicious white claw no no free ads and uh i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you just do it man do your thing let's go yeah i mean see i didn't want to hear the name bar leverkusen you know again but uh so so rich ride the horse man sometimes you know Rich, I'll tell you what it was the next day i believe that they played you would know better than i would and and I, i will tell you I took your word for it, and I went back to the well that that I thought was completely dry, and lo and behold, it was not dry, and thank you for the pick. I appreciate it. That was on point. Yeah, they hit Dortmund hit, Bayern Munich hit, and I have um, a lot of parlays that carry over from this past weekend going into this one. So, you know, uh, bets are definitely rolling. 
Um, but getting to Saturday's slate. Um, so we have four games on DraftKings, five on FanDuel. Um, so I'm going to just sort of start generally that applies to both slates, um, you know, because the first four games are on both sites. Um, so the chalk is going to be Leipzig. Um, they have, um, I think it's a minus uh, 700 as favorites, you know, against um, this Paderborn team that's the worst in the Bundesliga. Um, I watched them versus Dortmund when they lost 6-1 on Saturday. They're absolutely atrocious. Um, they should have lost 12 or 13 or nothing. <laughs> um, you know, it was, the first half for Dortmund was one of the most inefficient I've ever seen where chance after chance, you know, where they're right next to the net and no one's there and, you know, it couldn't have gotten any worse. Um, you know, they still won 6-1. to one, So um, that's at minus 700. Um, they are going to be the huge chalk. Um, their most popular player on both sides is going to be Timo Warner. Um, he's a popular guy today because he just signed uh, with Chelsea of the EPL for next season. Um, he's going to become their main striker. Um, that was their number one target this offseason. Um, so we're going to see a lot more of him soon. Um, but it's hard not to imagine him scoring a goal. So on FanDuel, you know, I don't know how you fade it. Um, I think the goal scoring odds itself for him are minus three or five. So, um, you know, I think it's more likely he would score two than score none, you know, if it came down to it, which, you know, it's better. You think there's a better chance he'll score two games or two goals rather than zero goals? Yeah. First Paderborn. Yikes. All right. Keep going. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. That was just very, very surprising. So, you know, he's going to be very chalky um, as long as well as most of the Leipzig attack there. Um, you know, guys like Nkunku, who handles all the set pieces, I expect him to be popular, particularly on DraftKings. Um, Donnie Omo, Marcel Sabitzer, there's, you know, a whole arrangement of, you know, Patrick Schick, who's the other forward. So, you know, all these guys are going to be pretty popular, with Warner being the most popular, um, which puts us in an interesting situation where Bayern Munich is actually the contrarian pivot. Um, you know, it's not something you're going to see on many Bundesliga slates. Um, they happen to be playing, you know, see his favorite team, Bayer Leverkusen. Um, so it's slightly tougher matchup for them. Um, now, I think, uh, you know, it's they're going to be able to handle it, uh, you know, walk away with the win because I think what they do is essentially put the Jordan rules on 19-year-old Kai Haver. You know, he's scoring all the goals right now for this team. Um, you know, probably scores at least two-thirds of them you know, at least over the last month or so. So I think if they could stick two men on him, you know, just make everyone else beat them, um, and they should be able to handle that. Um, but you are going to get them at reduced ownership um, because, you know, a lot of people are going to pay up for these um, Leipzig guys. Um, they're going to be paying up for guys who aren't even on either of these teams. You know, guys like Philip Kostic, he's another one to play. He has such a high floor. Um, so you're going to get players at, you know, extremely low ownerships so you're not used to, Just sort of cool. Now, FanDuel uh, makes it even worse because now we have Dortmund involved too. So on top of everything, everyone else I just mentioned, now we have Jaden Sancho and Holland and, you know, all these other guys in play. Now, Dortmund, they have a couple, like, season-ending injuries, right? Or, or, or am I wrong on that? Uh, Holland, okay, so he was hurt. Um, my understanding is he, you know, probably 50-50. I think they project him to be back in. Um, you know, Jaden Sancho, it's like the reverse of when we started a month ago, where now he's the one we expect to be in the lineup and play 90 minutes, et cetera, and Holland sort of the reverse. Um, Marco Royce, uh, he's been out for the pretty much a season. He was, oh, okay. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, he, he's another good player, you know, if he was in there with them, but he's been out for several months now. You know, I think he's just getting back to training. Maybe we see him, um, you know, the very end of the season, if at all. Um, but Holland sort of 50-50. On that, I think they're pretty healthy. Um, and, you know, as always with these late games on FanDuel, they're probably going to come in at lower ownership um, than either uh, Leipzig or Bayern Munich. So, 
So, I mean, it, you you really can go however you want with this, and I don't think you can make a bad lineup. There's just so many good players, and, you know, I think it's definitely a slate. You don't want to make, you know, one entry and play cash games. This is an MME slate all the way. I love that. And Interesting. Fantastic. Hey, can I ask you, Rich, so I'm looking at the um, – just from a sports book standpoint, I'm looking at the slate. I notice that – okay, so we've got uh, – how do you pronounce it? Munden block? Did I do that right? Gladbach. Yeah, my, their full name is Borussia Mönchengladbach, but even in Germany, just Gladbach. Wow, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not saying that. Yeah. So in regulation, they're minus 137. And I, I want some comment on that, but I also I noticed that Leverkusen is plus 450. Again, these are like in regulation. But uh, do you like either of those? I mean, obviously Bayern Munich is minus 220. I do have a couple with Gladbach. Um, that's the Friday game, so we don't have to deal with that all Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, that game, I think, is 2.30 Eastern time tomorrow. Um, and they should win. Um, they are, they're coming off a game. I think they had a 4 1 win over the weekend. This, you know, I didn't, I faded this Marcus Doram, and it was a nightmare. I think he scored two goals. Um, you know, I needed the Jaden Sancho hat trick, the Dortmund hat trick to bail me out on that one. Um, you know, they, but they went off last slate. Um, and they're the better team, and they should take care of business. I think, um, in terms of safety, I would, I'd probably rank Leipzig, you know, top, followed by Dortmund, followed by Bayern Munich. Um, and put Gladbach just slightly after that. Gotcha. But, okay. I think it's solid. Gotcha. All right. So there's a game tomorrow at 2.30. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying. We have Austin, we have Austin writing, that, uh, writing that article, yeah. so that one should be out shortly. So that should be fun. He, oh, he very cool. Nice, yeah, we, he had a nice little... Um, he had a nice little take. Did he get a takedown? He was uh, he was like I think top five. He made like a nice couple grand a few days. I think Monday's game. I think the yeah. game Monday or something. He did yeah. that. Shout out, Austin. We appreciate you and what you do, man. And so, Rich, you know, as we were just talking about the odds a little bit, I know you're like a, you know, as you said, you already have some parlays from last week and the week before and everything. What what are you rolling with? What's your bet slip look like this week? Uh, well, um, you know, I would start. I'm going to start my parlays solely for this week. Um, you know, right after the show, um, I would think my main bet is going to be a soccer threesome. Um, you know, just those three big teams: Dortmund, Bayern Munich, and Leipzig. Um, and then I'm going to throw in some MMA on that. Um, Amanda Nunez. I mean, that seems like a lock, too. Um, you know, I, people are asking me, like, what do you think is more of a lock, Nunez or, or Leipzig? If they don't understand soccer, they try to, like, which one? Both of them. I mean, I don't see either losing. Um, so, I, you know, and I might make another where I add on Gladbach from there. You know, a lot of my colleagues are basically tied to Nunez, um, you know, winning at night, and Bayern Munich, you know, handling business. Yeah, just because I think originally I got them at, like, 180, minus 180, which is pretty good. I think they're up a little bit now, so. Well, yeah, usually every time you come on here, they're at like minus 7,000 or something. So it just seems ridiculous. I mean, kudos to you for getting them at minus 180. That seems like, uh, you know, it seems like you're going to make a lot of money on that one, I hope. Yeah, it's already at minus 222 on what I'm looking at. So you definitely got some value at minus 180. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, one thing I have seen, um, you know, when you place these bets a week out or two weeks out or something, you know, I mean, you could see at the time, hey, it's Dortmund playing XYZ team. Um, but as you get closer towards lock, you know, as people, um, you know, a lot of people who might not follow stuff say, hey, here, we got a heavy favorite, you know, um, you know, read some articles, et cetera. You know, I always see those odds, you know, getting worse as time sort of goes towards lock. So. And that honestly, that always happens. So like a lot of our prop bets for the NFL season, you know, we were promoting them literally on Sirius and on this show, I don't know, a month ago. And a lot of them are like completely distorted now the other way because, you know, people are people are like getting wise to it. Uh, For example, the favorites Two of your favorites. Right. So I know that the Drew Locke one has already Mm -hmm. gone up. Um, 
and we liked the over there, so it's already gone up. And uh, let's see, the Cowboys winning the NFC East, that was like plus 105, and now it's like minus 130 at some sites. Wow. I'm trying to think. The Giants are still six Giants, and a half, I believe. Giants went from six and a half to six now, so you don't even get that game now. It's just a push. I'd still take the oh, under wow. six, though, so at least you get the push there. But, yeah, it's it's weird, man. People, maybe they're listening to us. Maybe we're doing something right. Rich, we appreciate you, man. I think it's you. I think it's you. I mean, you're winning everyone all this money. I mean, how could it not be you, man? We appreciate you. Rich, speaking of you, so, you know, with those injuries that we talked about or potential injuries, you, you know, I know that 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 main guy, you talk, is it Holland that you were talking mm-hmm. about? So you're going to be available in the Discord chat before some of these games to, like, kind of let people know. I'm not even sure what the times are. So is that something that we can lean on you for or not necessarily? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, just as as I said last time, you know, as long as it's not two minutes before lock, like everyone's out, you know. Um, but the, thankfully, um, you know, four of the games are starting at the same time. So those lineups, you know, you should have an hour before lock. The only one that would be, you know, DraftKings basically locks, you know, all at the same time. There's no late game. Um, so you don't have to worry about that over there. Um, with the Holland situation and Dortmund, um, you know, over on FanDuel, I would have a pivot ready. Um, you know, I could, I mean, it'd be very contrarian. I mean, I think it's a, a smart GPP move if you want to stack Dortmund and, and sort of go that route or maybe pair a couple Dortmund players with, with a Timo Werner or Lewandowski or, you know, someone from, um, you know, one of the early games. But, yeah, I would definitely have some salary ready and a backup plan too. I um, mean, you know, I think the backup plan, if Holland were to be out, um, Thorgan Hazard, who is uh, Eden Hazard's uh, baby brother, you know, not as popular, uh, but – he it was playing pretty centrally, um, you know, last time with Holland out. So I, I expect him to play striker role, and uh, you know he could probably have a better shot at scoring ball, you know, playing that situation. So, all right, Love that you. sounds good, man. Beautiful, Rich. Fantastic as always. We really appreciate you. We'll let you go. But yes, Rich, where can we all find you? Uh, Sia likes to say on the internet, right, Sia? <laughs> no, I think that's Michael's thing. Uh, yes, we can right. find you. What? What's the? Uh, what's the? Um, find me on Twitter. Uh, jfan303 or you can find me in discord perfect. right in the discord we appreciate you rich thank you so much for your time man all right perfect thanks guys see you dude that is awesome so do you know that guy and his baby brother are you familiar no with them? no he, like like we were supposed to be like any relation like yeah yeah, yeah right his baby brother all right i believe you appreciate you rich That's sure yeah he's got a brother yeah okay absolutely good stuff so there hopefully rich just helped you guys make some money as you see rich is fantastic with the parlays he he won a bunch of money he's crushing in the dfs and that's why we always appreciate him so now we're gonna bring on another friend this is a packed show man i hope everyone i love these thursday shows because everything happens on the weekend so right. we can just help people make money the whole time you and i don't get to talk as much which is probably my favorite part but my second favorite part it's helping everybody win money. So, so, so real quick before we bring yeah. the guest on, everything happens on the weekend until next week when everything starts happening on Thursday with Thursday. PGA Golf. And if with any luck, we're going to get Major League Baseball back, and then it's just going to be a complete frenzy. And we got the NHL. Like I don't even want to get into it. My mind's like exploding right now. I'm so. so excited. Yeah, NHL. Like we know the NHL and NBA are coming back, but the the dates are just a little too far away for me to feel real. But honestly, these last three months have gone by so quickly it doesn't matter. But right. let's bring on our friend. Josh, Josh, no one knew your name was Josh. Sorry about that. I always just call you JMO. I hope that's okay. No, that works for me. Well, it's like JMO and then it's DFS No Shame, which is a really cool tag. So I'm like, Josh is like is like third fiddle right now because JMO sounds cool. I don't even know what to do. I'm going to call you. What do you want people to call you? JMO? Josh? Josh, No Shame. It all works fine for me. All right, cool. Oh, no shame, actually. I kind of even like that one a little bit more. I don't know. We'll just throw out names. Josh, we always appreciate him. He has been crushing it with the articles. Everything is on the site for free, of course. He's been in the Discord, absolutely crushing it. 
just found out he went to like a really, really great business school in Indiana. I, I don't know. I didn't assume you didn't. But when you told me that, I was like, holy shit, dude, that's pretty freaking cool. Sounds like you assumed he didn't, by the way. No, just it's saying. not that I didn't. I didn't assume that he didn't. I just didn't like think like, yeah, oh, wow. I'm just saying really it kind of sounds like I he's... didn't think he went to one of the best <laughs> business schools in the country. Sue me. All right. Sorry. See ya. Sorry. But Josh, we appreciate you. You've been crushing it. You always help me. And I, I appreciate you kind of knowing your job much better than I do. So thanks for that, too. Absolutely. I'm sure uh, Indiana University appreciates the uh, shout out as well. Absolutely, awesome. man. Hoosiers, baby. Let's do it. So, Josh, uh, we got a race on Sunday. Uh, I know we had one earlier this week. It was like weirdly on a Monday. That one kind of caught me off guard. Thankfully, again, you're on top of the stuff and we appreciate you. Uh, what do we what do we got rolling for this Sunday? Where are we? What's the cool name of this one? Are we in kilometers? Are we in miles? Give me the give me a nice little rundown of what we got rocking with this Sunday for NASCAR. Uh, yeah, so we do have the um, Cup Series race on Sunday. We also have the Truck Series and the Xfinity Series races are running on Saturday back-to-back. So um, we'll be in Discord early on Saturday um, to get in there for both of those races as well. Um, Cup Series, I believe, is starting at 3.30 Eastern time. Uh, Green Flag will be a little bit after that on Sunday. That's bit, Why are they running the two back-to-back just for just for fun or is it just kind of weird scheduling? Uh, I think that's typically how they run the races in Atlanta. Uh, a normal week schedule, you would run truck series on Friday, Xfinity series on um, Saturday, and then the cup series on Sunday where they just, cause they have this whole full week schedule, but um, it's kind of nice that they're just going to have them both right there back to back. Neither race is that long. So. And is Kyle Busch running in all three? <laughs> He's not running the Xfinity series race, but uh, him and Chase will be in the truck series race again. Um, so those are some of the most exciting races I like to watch. Um, you know, anybody can, you don't have to have a multi-million dollar team to be able to run into the truck series. So it's a lot of fun to see some of those guys get out there and they don't otherwise have a chance. Hey, Jamo, let me ask you before we get into DFS, just from a sports betting angle, is there a bigger edge with one of those, like the truck series versus like the regular one, or is it just kind of the same as far as you, as far as you analyze it? Uh, I would think again, you know, a lot more about sports betting than I do, but um, the odds for truck series and Xfinity series aren't as good. So there's not as many people betting on them. Um, So I would think you would be able to find more of an edge in those races. Um, Xfinity, we've only had four drivers win races this year. Um, so it's still a little concentrated at the top and yeah. truck series is somewhat the same way. You're still looking at very similar guys that are um, going to have the potential to win those races, um, but they're not covered as much. So I would think you would definitely be able to get more of an edge in the truck series and Xfinity over the cup series. That's you know so heavily betted on. Very interesting. Great question too, Sia. Good stuff. Thank you me. very much. Appreciate it. Wow. Appreciate you, man. Great. Um, so, Josh, uh, just just want to let you know. I don't know if you have the chat on the right side, but Champagne Ravens and Rocker both think you're the goat. So, hopefully, Rocker answers some of my messages rather than hanging out here uh, watching this live stream. But hey, I guess it is what it is. So, let's talk a little bit about the DFS aspect. Let's stick with the Sunday race because that is the most important one. Or most important. That's the one that I think most people are going to be on. That's where the most money is, especially on DraftKings, FanDuel. What are you looking at? And and um, how are you? How how does Atlanta usually run? And if you don't mind, also explaining, I guess, how they're doing the starting line again, because I know that's kind of—is it just the twenty flipped and then everyone else again, or how how are they doing that? 
Um, so as far as the starting grid, this will be the third race that we've done it by random draw. It, it makes it a little bit more difficult for DFS purposes because uh, the top 12 drivers are um, received a random draw for the top 12 positions. Drivers 13 through 24 received a random draw for 13 through 24, um, and then 25 through 36. Um, so everybody's you know within their grouping of about where they rank. Like I said, this will be the third race now that we've had that used this similar um, you know, starting grid format as far as how they determine that. Um, I believe Atlanta is we are back to a 1.5 mile um, track. Um, you know, it's not a restrictor plate, so it's guys racing the track. <clears throat> and, you know, this week, say, it makes it, oh, so Chase Elliott, obviously Chase Elliott and uh, Joey Logano are always uh, two of my favorite plays. Unfortunately, um, they are going to be starting first and second this week. We're much more preferred them to uh, be back towards 11th or 12th, so probably won't be able to play them as much as I uh, would have liked. And same with Eric Amarola. He's got a great price on FanDuel, but he's starting third, uh, which makes it really difficult as far as not breaking our um, – you know, no negative place differential rule. It's a good rule. That's one of the ones I remember. That and finish on the last lap. Those are the two that I'm always remembering. That and Rick, uh, Recky, Recky, Ricky, right? That's a fun one too. Um, Recky, so Recky. who 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 are some of those? I guess mid tier guys, as you said, like some of your favorite guys. Unfortunately, are starting one, two, and three, and it's it's really difficult. I mean, how often does someone start on the pole and then win? I feel like that's not really super super common all that time. So you're really going to get a lot of negative there. So I'm sorry. No, so um, as far as FanDuel, we're not going to want to go any lower than Bubba Wallace. Um, I don't think I'll have a whole lot of shares of Bubba Wallace, but I mean, he's he will have upside, and there's some consideration for him. Um, Christopher Bell, he's probably in one of the best spots. He won the Xfinity race here last year. He's won in Truck Series at Atlanta before. Um, I believe he is starting 25th. Um, so, you know, as far as performance history, knowing uh, – you know, he has the ability and the vehicle to be able to win this race. He's going to be in a great spot this weekend, and, you know, still provide us with some of that upside. Um, the other ones, I tend to like Martin Truex. Um, he's starting, I want to say, 11th. Um, and then Denny Hamlin right below him starting 10. Do expect uh, Harvick to get a lot of ownership. Um, he is the number one seated driver. But I'm not opposed to fading him this week as far as he's – he is very good at this track, but he's better on the long runs. So if we get a caution, you know, towards the end of the race, he may not have that short run speed to, you know, be able to finish off the race and get the race win that we're going to need uh, for him to achieve, at, especially at his price. And we haven't seen DraftKings pricing yet, but, uh, you know, it's – Imagine a lot of ownership is going to go to Harvick this week. And that is some insight. So he knows that he's really good. Josh knows. J-Mo, no shame. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? DFS, no shame, I guess. We'll, we'll throw out everything. Knows that Harvick is – Harvick, you said, right? Mm-hmm. He's really good at this track, but only in the long aspect. So if there's any co- sort of caution towards the end, he's only going to get it in the short run. It's not going to be that great. I mean, that is – that's some pretty that, – that's pretty damn good insight. Dude. I love I'm that. I'm impressed. I'll I'm tell very you. impressed. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah, he's he's starting ninth, I believe. Um, 
So it definitely would have been easier to fade him if he was starting first or second. Um, never opposed to fading those those guys in the you know one, two, three, or even the four spot, just because they have a better chance of falling back than they really do as far as being able to stay up front for the entire race, dominate and win. It's just difficult to do. Um, so. Yeah, the ninth place starting position, he's definitely going to get some more ownership than, yeah, he would have if he was starting first. But uh, still, I like Truex and Hamlin. Um, they're right there as well, and they're going to give you some salary relief from Harvick on Fanville. I love it, man. It's always incredible stuff, Josh. I appreciate you, man, coming on here for a couple minutes, telling us, making me look like an idiot because Sia thinks that I think you're stupid. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, I don't listen wow. to Wow, hey, Josh. man, your words. Really I, didn't even, I didn't even say that. I think you're actually. really smart, Josh. I don't know why Sia said that. But, no, sincerely, man, <laughs> I, I love your insight. I love everything that you're doing. I appreciate you and what you do. All Josh's stuff right now is free on the website. All of JMO's stuff is free on the website. DFS No Shame can be found in the Discord. I don't know who the most impressive, impressive one out of your three personalities is. I think I'm going with Josh. I think Sia, it looks like he's a little bit more on the JMO side, but hey, man, we appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys as well. And thanks, Sia. It made me uh, quite a bit of money this week as far as Outlaw Golf and um, you know, looking forward to that next global poker tournament. So. So, so funny story. It's not really that funny, but like literally, uh, so you guys know, I'm not like, like, I'm not necessarily like betting, you know, NASCAR and, 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 and this type of stuff. Um, but I do put in lineup sometimes I, I will bet it outright. Sometimes I jump in the discord chat, literally like 90 seconds before they start the race. And I'm like, Hey, JMO, give me an outright real quick. And he's like, uh, yeah. Okay. Like, you know, I didn't even have time to put the bet in. So sorry about that. I'll try to give you more time next time. No problem. <laughs> we appreciate you man thank you so much for your time josh thank you thanks guys talk to you buddy i love it why'd you make me look like an idiot that wasn't very nice hey you're the one that said hey uh jamo i didn't expect you to have gone to a great school i didn't say it i did not say that's that. not how you said it it's thank but that's you. what you said not, that's not how i said it it was you know it, it might have come off a little silly but it dude went to <laughs> you know kelly business school indiana university not messing around not that i didn't think he couldn't do it but it's just like damn why are you qualifying it? your statement like i hear you okay fine fine you think he's smart stop it see ya. i don't i know he's smart but you think yeah, he's smart that's a difference but whatever Did you know josh he has created his entirely own projection model that's how he is so incredible he created his own projection model for nascar i feel like half the people at wind daily are doing that Including yes, it, including Nick, including um, Sicily yeah. Kid, who I yeah. think is about to do it for golf. I'm yep, sorry, I'm, I'm actually forgetting his name because he's new to the team, but Steven. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is like we're doing novel things here. Everybody else is just kind of doing like copycat stuff and just kind of right. reinventing the wheel or at least trying to. But we're actually inventing it. We're literally inventing the wheel. Like, it's insane. Like, I, I love it. It is so much fun being around all these smart people, including you, of course. I'm just kind of, I'm okay at talking into a microphone and asking questions. I think that's what I'm qualified in all this, and it's working out for me. So we'll see how it goes. But we got some stuff, man. Uh, we're going to have Jim, it looks like, hopefully coming on in the next 15 minutes sometime. That way we could talk a little MMA, a uh, small amount of MMA, mostly a lot about LOL, which I'm very excited to because, again, I think last week or the week before we had three people including our founder jason jim and one of the new writers ty all tied at the top of a gpp and they all they all took home a bunch of money which was pretty cool i mean that doesn't happen too often so we appreciate them there but see ya basketball's back it's set in stone it was voted on they figured it out basketball is back and you know what's even cooler we got some odds man 
we got that is cool some odds. So let's just talk a little bit about exactly how it's going to work. If I'm not mistaken, you have a wonderful link here. It's going to be nine teams from the east, right? And then 13 mm -hmm. from the west. And right. you're going to have like this weird kind of single elimination thing going on for a little while to kind of see who gets that eighth seed. Like how, how well do you know this? Cause I think you can explain it a little bit better than I can. Well, I know that before the playoffs, there's going to be a handful of games and that the, the ninth, like let's, if we're talking about the wizards, for example, they have to be within four games for them to play in basically like a play in game with that eighth mm -hmm. seed. So that's that. And then I think it's same goes for the West. If any of West Coast team is within four games, then they're going to play in some like tournament style play in game. So mm -hmm. I think that's really the crux of it. As far as the number of games they play, I'm honestly, I'm not even sure. I think it's around 10 games that they play before that. But uh, that's that's the deal. I mean, it looks like it honestly looks like the NBA are really just trying to force the possibility that Zion will be a part of the playoffs. Just about I'll, to say that. And I'll tell you, I think it's a little ridiculous personally because I think it would be a lot smoother if they just brought the 16 teams in. We've talked about this. Sion's going to be a star for a long time, hopefully. I don't know that you need to force him in with LeBron already, you know, in this and Kawhi and some of these other, you know, Greek freak superstars. But, you know, whatever. I guess if you can, yeah. you may as well try to pull it off. Yeah, this is 100% the NBA just saying, like, let's cross our fingers. Like, yeah, John Morant's great, but how cool would it be if Zion figured out a way to get in? So I think it is, yeah, I think it's it's a little ridiculous, but I'm all for it. I think if you look at it from the medical perspective, and now one thing I can say is we all kind of maybe didn't forget about coronavirus, but it's definitely playing second fiddle right now, understandably. Mm -hmm. um, I think if you look at it from a medical perspective, it's kind of silly to bring these extra five teams six teams whatever it ends up being i could think right off the top of my head so it'd be six maybe i don't know none of them have a chance of winning like we know that an eight seed in the nba has beaten a one seed what like three or four times maybe especially since they moved to the seven game series so right i don't know it's it is very clearly just a play to see if they can get zion i can't blame them i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of fans out there they want to see their teams play a little bit more i can't really blame them but it's medically if you look at it as you said it would be so much smoother if they could just just have the conferences play each other a little bit, mm -hmm. get those warm up games in, and then start the playoffs, right? But I guess you know, hey, yeah, you could have, rating. you could have like a week's worth of like, you know, flat out scrimmages. So, you know, like a, a, you know, scrimmages are intense too. That's like game shape type stuff. So, I mean, again, to to your point about the safety, <laughs> you're right. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to bring more people and more coaches and more, you know, coaching staffs in there. So. You know, they're really trying to force Zion down our throat. I mean, honestly, the way it's going, maybe they'll try to get him the rookie of the year over John Morant because they do have these games before the playoffs. I mean, it's it's a little it's a little much, but who cares, right? Like the NBA playoffs are coming back, and that's mm -hmm. like kind of all that matters. Uh, oddly enough, I'm 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 probably more excited about the NHL playoffs and the PGA coming back. But believe me, I'm super excited about the NBA playoffs coming back. I, I am very excited. And we do have some of the odds here. We grabbed them off from our friends at FanDuel. Just a couple. I mean, we can really just run through all of them, I guess. We have Bucks at uh, 24 to 1, Lakers 27 to 1, Clippers three, uh, 34 to 1, Rockets quick jump all of a sudden at uh, 120 to 1, Celtics 200 to 1, Raptors 240, Nuggets 250. I mean, some of these. I don't know, man, like the the Raptors, the Celtics at 201. That no, just... no, 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 no. So nope. so you, I think you're reading this wrong. So the Rockets are 12 to one Celtics, 20 to oh one gosh. Raptors, 24 to one Thank and then you. so on and so forth. My gosh. But I mean, let's be honest. Not, Michael, a, good, let's, not a good look. Not can, a good can, look. Hold on, Michael, let's be honest for a second, though. Like if you told me the Rockets were 120 to one, I'd be like, 
okay, yeah, maybe. Like it's the most underachieving franchise like of all time, but at least in the last decade or so. So um no, but yeah, that's that's what I don't even like. But the, the reality that the, the Rockets are actually ahead of like the Celtics and the Raptors and even the Nuggets is a little surprising to me. I, there's absolutely no value in betting the Rockets whatsoever. Um, as I look at this, I like I think the Celtics at 20 to 1 is pretty valuable because I think the Celtics, other than the Bucs, I think the Celtics can beat any team in the East. And because of their experience and the Bucs' lack of playoff winning experience, mm-hmm. uh, I absolutely think with the coach that they have, um, not to take any away, anything away from the Bucks coach, but I, I do think Brad Stevens is maybe you know a top three coach in the league. So I actually like the Celtics at twenty to one, just as a flyer. You know, I, I don't really see putting money on anybody in the West. I, it just doesn't really make sense to me. I suppose you could put you know ten bucks or something on the Nuggets just to make it fun, but in the West, I mean, I don't really see anybody getting past uh, the Lakers or the Clippers. Exactly. I mean, it's it's pretty much just the two of them. The, the it's it is weird though that the Bucks have the best odds to to win, as you say that. But then you kind of look at it and you have to, you know, that's you're going to put your money on a team coming out of the East. I mean, the Heat were really hot for a second after they traded for Andre Iguodala. Um, so that's a really weird season for him. He kind of sits out the first couple months, comes back for I think like a month maybe, right, and then all of a sudden sits down again for three months. So. I don't know if he's not fresh now, man, he's pretty much done as a player, right? So are there any other teams that you're looking at? I think agree with you. The Celtics are probably the one that I would pay the most attention to. Are any other teams towards the bottom? I mean, we all, as we, as I just said before, we know low seats don't really win in the NBA. It's kind of a drag, but is, is there anybody that you, you know you thought was hot at the right time or will get hot? Cause I think that's going to play a huge role in it, right? Who's the hottest team after these weird, like eight games or whatever. Yeah, it, it'll play a role in it. Not not like it would in like an NHL playoff scenario, but the, the one team that's down here that I think is really interesting, and I say this from two perspectives. One is winning it all, but also like in their series matchup. And we don't know where these Eastern Conference teams are going to be seated. But don't forget, Victor Ol- Oladipo came back for the Pacers, and and the Pacers weren't very good when he came back for probably a couple reasons, right? He he wasn't fully healthy. He wasn't fully integrated into the offense. They didn't really know what to do. They were they were kind of good without him, so they didn't really know how to play with him. And that happens to pretty much every superstar that comes back from injury, other than maybe you know a LeBron James or something like that. Long story short, at a hundred to one, I mean, wow, that that's actually knowing that the Pacers are a fundamentally sound team with a superstar that wasn't fully healthy. So obviously this team is going to be under the radar for that reason. So, I mean, would I really bet them uh, to win, you know, win it all? I mean, if I did, I would plan on hedging it like, you know, in the conference final or something or in the final. But as far as a series, depending on who they're playing, like everybody's going to be big on the Sixers again because everybody's always big on the Sixers. I'm probably going to be looking – to bet whoever ends up playing the Sixers, whether it's the Heat or the Celtics or even the Pacers, depending on how that shakes out, because I just don't think the, the the Sixers have what people think they have. So I'll be looking to fade the Sixers. I'll be looking to bet the Pacers. I'll be interested. I'll be very interested to see where the Heat end up. And uh, you know, my eye is big time on the Celtics because I think they could come out of the East um, more than most people do. I agree with you on the Celtics. So here's a question about the Sixers. They were one of, or at least it felt like, of the playoff teams, I think I can confidently say that, they were easily one of the worst teams on the road last year. They're going to be in this weird biodome bubble down in the wide world of sports at the ESPN Complex with no fans. Does that make you feel better about the Sixers? Because It does. It, it does. Talk, it, talk to me about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, let's put it this way. Uh, I mean, I, you know, th- they were very good at home, but but... I don't think it's going to feel like a true road game. So the fact that they were really disgustingly awful on the road, 
Um, I think their last road game, they they lost to the like the Golden State Warriors before the pandemic, but they had some injuries. But yeah. the point is, the point is, I I actually think that'll probably benefit the Sixers. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's really tough because we're going to get in, into a lot of this like narrative building with all this neutral site stuff. Even like that's going to leak into the NFL season. We've already talked about that on Sirius as to whether or not it's. I mean, I think it's actually going to be an advantage for the away teams in the NFL. In this case, I actually think it's probably going to help the Sixers just to not even have like fans involved. Um, it's not going to feel like an away game because it's not going to feel like a home game for the other team. So it's not going to feel like an away game for the Sixers. So I, I think I think it does benefit them, but I don't think it. I, to me, it doesn't really matter because that team doesn't know how to play like a team. Their two superstars don't appear to get along. Uh, you know, I don't know what's going on with the coaching, but like they just they probably should be better, but they're not. So I'll, I'll be fading them for sure. It is very weird. I mean, the way they lost last year was you know that. I mean, the triple doink, the quadruple doink. I don't even remember how many times that basketball bounced. I was watching it live. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, everybody knows that I really am not a fan of anything Philadelphia, but watching that live was so, so cool. And just kind of the, that, that still shot of everybody in the crowd and everyone kind of looking and seeing that is one of my, that's like right next to in my book when Michael Jordan's jumping from the foul line. That's a pretty sweet picture as well. So it's, it's going to be interesting, man. I'm excited, man. Sports are, it's, they're coming back. We know it, I, they are yeah. coming back. They are coming back, and I don't think there's ever been a moment where there's been a game-winning shot that's taken that long to go in, and you didn't know one way or the other whether it was going to go in. I mean, I I can replay it in my mind, and when I replay it, it's funny because I'm thinking to myself, oh, I'm replaying it in my mind in slow motion, but that's not what I'm doing. I'm I'm replaying it in my mind in real time, and that's just how long it took. It felt like slow motion, and honestly, the way it it went up, I was like, well, that's probably going to miss – and then it just slowly trickles down and bumps off the front of the rim and then in. And that shot, the camera work for like all of what was going on there is uh, that those are images that I'll, I'll never forget. And I wasn't even a fan of really either team. I wasn't rooting for anybody in that game. I always love when a, an incredibly packed stadium, you can hear that no one's talking. It gets completely mm-hmm. silent and then all of a sudden everything erupts. And thankfully it was it was a tie game too. I think a lot of people forget that. It wasn't like win or go home or win or lose. And that was it. I mean, it was it was a tie game. Worst comes to worst, they went to overtime. Man, shout out Kawhi Leonard on that one. So I, I will say this though, because we we think of that Sixers team and we're like, man, the Sixers, they almost beat Toronto. Like obviously they put it together in the playoffs last year because, you know, they they probably maybe should have you can make an argument that they should have maybe been in the finals. Well, yeah, that's true. But they also had Jimmy Butler, who who frankly, mistakenly, I last year thought Jimmy Butler was like a little overrated. But I'm starting to realize, A, why he wanted to leave that team and B, how talented he is because look where the Heat are. Now, the Heat are where they are because of Spolstra as well and because of their their role players are like really, really good players. The Heat seem to find talent like the New England Patriots find talent. It's just mm-hmm. crazy. Some of these D-League guys become like regular starters for them. But the point is, it's not the same Sixers team. And the one guy that was really gritty, that really worked hard, that you know would be really dialed in during the pandemic, he's not on the team anymore. So, you know, good luck, guys, with all that talent you have, because it's never come through before. That is so true. Jimmy Butler definitely put in like four days because he is a maniac. And yeah, he's crazy, but I think he's a lot of good crazy, too. And it's just funny you bring up both those teams. They're both plus. I mean, I'm going to go with the odds that I understand and know clearly. They're both plus twenty seven hundred. I can't get that one wrong. I could read that one right off the page. So it's going to be interesting. <laughs> it's definitely going to be interesting. And I'm excited to see it. Uh, we start to get some weird. I mean, the Mavs at plus thirty six hundred KP. He's coming back. Maybe he's figured it out. Maybe he had enough time to rehab a little bit. Luca, maybe he had some time to rest because I know they were running him into the ground. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be interesting. But that is, I mean, I'm probably not even going to go that low. But if there was, 
if there is a floor, I would put it at the Mavs at plus 3,600 and just kind of see what happens because we're literally at a spot where, hey, guys, you just went out and played 60, whatever, 70 games. Go take three months off. Come back and play the playoffs. We've never seen something like this before. So I do think things are going to get wacky. I wouldn't be surprised if any of those top three teams, the Bucks, the Lakers, or the Clippers, if they do get knocked out way earlier than any of us expected because no one's going to have their legs. You can't sit and tell me, like, yeah, training camp and then five games is playoff ready like that doesn't make sense to me so i don't know man what what's the craziest thing you think might happen during this uh during this weird wacky playoffs we got you know i, I it's a good question i mean i think the i think the lakers are going to be ready because i don't think anybody's going to want to let lebron down and i think they're probably like zoom calling every day and like watching each other work out and stuff like that uh, the craziest thing for me i i could see the bucks losing really early i mean i just and, and I think the Bucs are talented, and I think they should come out of the Eastern Conference. But the reason I say that is because they're just not really playoff tested. And to the extent they are or they were, they didn't really come out of that with flying colors. So I just think some of these young teams that are really good regular season teams, that doesn't really mean a lot in the playoffs. A lot of these teams that can like kind of flip the switch or have the experience, whether it's coaching experience or you know actual player player uh, playoff experience, that matters. And so as soon as the Bucs, for example, let's say round one or round two, as soon as they start doubting themselves because, you know, they're down, you know, one game to none and they're down a few points in game two or something, you know, that's not the craziest scenario. Let's say they're losing to the heat or something like that. All of a sudden they start looking around, questioning themselves. They start breaking their three pointers. They're not making the extra pass. And there you have it. The Bucs are out and everybody else like the Celtics in the heat and the Sixers are fending for that Eastern Conference spot. It's going to be crazy, and I'm so excited for it because the NBA is just going to run games all day. When they come back, they're just going to have everybody in this gym, and they're just going to start, and then they're just going to go all day, essentially, and they're just going to have game after game after game, and it is going to be insane. I cannot wait. I'm just going to leave. I don't know what channel it's going to be on, probably TNT, uh, but, I mean, Disney has something to do with it. They're playing all these games potentially in Disney World, Orlando, Wide World of Sports, whatever, so they, they're, they're making a couple bucks. I'm not, I don't feel too bad about them in this situation. Yeah, ESPN. I mean, uh, Disney's making a, a, a small comeback here for sure. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, as as many people did doubt them, but I'm really excited, man. This is going to be an absolute blast. So I did just get a note from our good friend Jim Thompson, Jimbo Jake T. He is unfortunately not going to be able to make it in tonight. So you know what that means, yeah? We get to talk a little golf. And let's talk golf. And 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 by the way, for for those listening, like we keep talking about this Discord chat, like that, like MMA nights, like that Discord chat is like Insane. blowing up. And honestly, I think I told you on Tuesday when we did our our Win Daily show, I had two bets. I won them both, and it was it's because I read J. It's because I read his article, Jim Thompson's article. I think it was Jim's article. And then I was in the Discord chat, and you know, sort of verifying what was in the article. And boom, I. I decided to be disciplined and only bet two on the card, which, you know, anybody at Win Daily will tell you, if you want to be good, part of being good is being disciplined. Phil Nason's preaches that. Every, Jason preaches that. Nick preaches that. Everybody preaches it, including myself. So, uh, no, I'll be looking at that card, and I'll probably pick two or three and go. So, for those of you listening, if you're not already logged into Win Daily with, you know, a free account, essentially, because it's still free, right? Mm-hmm. It's free. so Discord is free for the next three to seven days, if I'm not mistaken. So jump no, in and see what it's about. Yeah. Exactly. And so just see what it's about, because I think once you figure out what it's about, you're going to you're going to realize like, oh, this is something I kind of I kind of probably need because it's not just MMA. It's NFL. It's like literally everything. NBA, NHL. You jump in the chat. You get your last minute advice. Let's say you forgot to read the article or something like you can you can kind of make up for that in the Discord chat. So mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, telling you it's I didn't even know what Discord was until I joined Wind Daily. And then I was like, oh. This is like instant messenger on steroids, basically. 
Yep. I mean, real, like it was crazy. It's, it's awesome. I love it. I'm very excited for it. Yes, make sure we do appreciate Jim what he does. He's working extremely hard. That is unfortunately why he can't get to us because he has to make sure he gets a takedown tonight in League of Legends. So unfortunately, Sia, we don't get to talk LOL or any more acronyms. LCL, LPL, I think, if I'm not mistaken. There's a couple more in there, but we can talk about one of your favorite acronyms. P-G-A. Yes, I know we talked a little bit about it on Tuesday, but I do yep. think there's some more that we can chat about tonight uh, just to make sure that we're giving everybody the hour that they deserve. So w- we just actually had Sicily Kid, Stephen Polari, Polardi, I think. I can't really pronounce his last name. That one's on me. I assume he's from Italy. I think I'm not really taking too many shots in the dark there with that <laughs> uh, that screen name. But he has, as we were talking about with JMO, as we were talking about with some of the other guys, Nick, obviously, the projection models our guys literally build them out and he has built out a projection model. He uses like machine learning kind of stuff. And, and his wife used to be an LPA LPGA golfer. So she's got like the inside and she's got the scoop on what are all the golfers doing? What are they up to? What are they doing? So he put up a, a pretty good article today talking about, you know, who was actually practicing and who really wasn't and what's kind of going on and what he's looking for. So he has some really interesting takes in the way he goes about creating his DFS lineups, but See, so yeah, I'm just so excited. Again, this is going to be the first thing that's coming back. So who, who is, I guess, who is everyone already starting to talk up a little bit during this time that, you know, it's the only thing that's, it's the first thing that's going to be back, you know, that first green grass that we get to look at. So who's already starting to get, uh, you know, hit up that, that, that board a little bit and their, their bet's not as good as it used to be. Well, so it's funny because on Tuesday I mentioned, and this is the classic wind daily bump, right? We're like, we're destroying the odds because of what we're saying on our show and on the Sirius XM show Saturdays and Sundays, seven to nine this week, by the way, Saturday and Sunday. Um, Colin Morcow, who on Tuesday was, you know, 45, I mean, you know, it varies. It was somewhere between 40 and 45 to one. Not only is he 35 to one now, so he's gone down like, you know, it's almost like a fourth of his value has already like sort of tanked from a betting perspective. But, you know, I, I, you know, part of my, my intake from, uh, from just, you know, a preparation standpoint, you know, I'm listening to podcasts and, and whatnot. I swear I might've listened to like three podcasts previewing the, um, the Charles Schwab and two of them were like, two of the, two of the guys were like, oh, I'm all over Colin Morikawa. And I'm like, oh, great. Like I'm going to bet him outright still. Um, but now I, I, I feel like I have to fade him in DraftKings because everybody's up because like I said on Tuesday, he's just like, he doesn't miss a shot. You know, he's not long off the tee, but you don't have to be long off the tee here. And he's, his iron play is unbelievable. So he's going to be one of those guys. And now, you know, DraftKings pricing is out. I've already made a couple teams just, you know, before I really get into it, I was just going to make a couple teams just intuitively. And his price really isn't that prohibitive. You know, he's kind of middle tier. So I think he's going to be like, I don't want to say he's going to be like a lock for anybody, but I think when people see his name and they know how good he's been since he's turned pro, I think they're just going to put him in their lineup. And, and that like kind of worries me. So now when I thought I was going to have, you know, over, I thought I was going to be overweight on Colin Morikawa. Now I have to, you know, obviously sort of deviate from that because that's how you play. I mean, if it's cash, that's one thing, but that's sort of how you play GPP. And, and this is going to be a really tricky first week because, in my opinion, you almost have to be contrarian. Like I told you on Tuesday, like back to your initial question, like Warren McElroy is at the top. Um, John Rahm will be up there. And John Rahm's going to be super, super popular because he's, I believe he's won at this event before. So, and, he, and by the way, he was, he was, you know, kind of, he was pretty hot, you know, the last, you know, six months or so. So those are a couple of the names that like I already know I'm, I'm going to have to be like, oh, well, you know, in, in, in GPPs, I'm going to have to fade these guys because 
you know, I, I don't really have the choice. I, I like, you know, I told you on Tuesday, I like guys like Abraham Answer. I think Webb Simpson is a good play. I think he fits the mold of a player that's not going to get too out of control, is going to hit fairways. So I kind of like him. But I'll tell you, you know, when you're building your GPP lineups and when you're building your cash lineups and when you're considering your outrights, those are all different. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to have a lot of overlap there because, you know, you're going to enter these contests that have, you know, 100 or 2,000 or 200,000 people. Like you have to be different, especially this first week. It really is going to pay to be different because so many good players are going to be rusty coming back, players that people normally lean on. And those people will be leaned on again, and we don't know what their status is. So you may as well sort of fade some of those top guys and just go contrarian. And that that is exactly what I was going to ask you because the golf DFS, as you you called it last week, and as we've we've had in many conversations, it's your favorite DFS because it is that four day sweat. You know, you get it's Thursday to Sunday, and you get the whole thing. So when you are considering these cash games, when you are considering the GPPs, obviously outright is is pretty. Um, you know, we can talk about that a little bit more specifically. But when you're building these lineups especially the difference between GPPs and cash. So, I mean, you need, as you said, you need at least five guys to make the cut. Ideally, you're looking for six. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to these two different ways of playing, like, hey, you either have to be in the top 50% or the top 48%, whatever that number is, or, you know, you're going to try and be in the top 24% of 400,000, whatever that number is. How are you, you know, you say you're being contrarian, but both are going to be different. So how exactly when you're looking at cash games and maybe you don't have all the guys in front of you right now, but when you're looking at cash games, what's a more safe play to, again, just try and get into that top 50% versus the GPPs where you're really trying to, you know, hit a home run with at least two or three of these guys. Yeah. So the answer, you, you almost answered it with your question because you yeah. gave the percentages. So, wow, you're a genius, right? So Thanks, you've yeah. got, you've got like this. a, <laughs> yeah, you got to have a solo show now, essentially. No, um, so, you know, in, you. In, in GPP, you're looking at, you know, somewhere between, depending on which contest you're in, somewhere between, you know, maybe 18 and like 22, 23% that are going to get paid. So you you kind of have to be, you don't have to be fully contrarian. You don't have to pick six golfers that are like completely off the reservation, but you have to find some quote ownership leverage because if if you if you have what everybody else has, like what are the chances you're going to finish in the top 20%? You know what I mean? So that's sort of like the mindset. I mean, it's a very simple way of looking at it, but that's sort of the mindset for GPP. The thing about cash is, like you said, you only have to finish in like the top 48% or so. So you don't have to worry as well, you're just trying to gain points. And, and because if you hit six golfers that are really good, it's not going to matter whether you're contrarian, you're going to be in that top half. Because again, it's such a larger piece of the pie that you're going to fall into. So again, that's like a sort of simplistic way to say it, but I think everybody sort of understands what, like what the point is. The point is, is if you really want to be in the, let's say, top 10% of this huge GPP with thousands and thousands of people, what are the odds you're going to do that if you're picking, you know, John Rahm and maybe this week, like a Colin Morikow, who everybody's going to like, or, you know, a, a Matt Kuchar, who people think are going to be, you know, safe or like, you, you, you kind of have to like scroll down a little bit, maybe leave some money on the table. Whereas in, in cash, you don't really have to do that. For example, uh, you know, I'm looking at the list of players right now. Like I love Bryson DeChambeau. I don't know if he's going to be great this week, but I just love him. I know he's been practicing the last few months. I mean, he's been like all over Instagram and social media. Um, I might take Bryson. I might take Colin Morikawa, guys. I like, I might take Patrick Reed and then find, you know, those are going to be relatively expensive guys and then find some guys that are lower that I like. Um, like I'm looking at the list now, like maybe, uh, I'm just spitballing here, but maybe like a Gary Woodland or an Abraham answer who I really like. So the point is I can go with guys I'm comfortable with in the cash game the whole way in the mm -hmm. GPP. I, my mindset is 
what are guys who are guys I really like and who are who are guys that I don't really necessarily like, but I think have a like a genuine upside to them. And if yeah. and if I can find two or three players like that, then I'm I'm good to go. I think you'd be golden. Yeah. And so with with this event in particular, and probably the first couple events coming up, again, we can pretty much throw everything out the window. Yeah, I'm sure some dudes have been practicing. Yeah, we've even seen some golf the last couple weekends, but how many how many lineups and how different are some of these lineups going to look across both these mediums, the cash and the GPP? And really, what are you, you know, are you putting anything? Is there, I think there's a Millie maker, if I'm not mistaken, and they have some huge, huge prize. Uh, they have a really big prize pool in one. But yeah. How, how weird are some of these lineups going to look just considering like, again, with GPP, you have to get real wacky with it right off the bat. And now we already don't, we don't have really any history we don't have any numbers from the last three months at this point yeah so keep in mind that you know in, in the one that has the three million dollar prize pool I, I i haven't looked to see what the number of entrants but it's probably going to be like a a couple hundred thousand so and you have these people that are max entering this you know these quote pros or whatever that <clears throat> you know i guess some people from wind daily do that too that's not really um that's not really what i do I, i'm generally doing like cash games and, and single entry and three max games um you know, you need an optimizer, you, you know, you definitely need to like use an optimizer if you're going to do that 150, which is, it's not that hard, but like, that's just not what I do. There's other people that do that at Win Daily, So that's great. And there's, by the way, other people that are doing the, the models like, like Sicily kid is, whereas I'm, I'm actually more looking at just like the raw numbers and then just like taking from that, the guys that I like. So there's, you know, there's different ways to, to slice it, but you're going to see weird lineups because, you know, you've got, you know, a couple hundred thousand lineups that are going to be in there. And there's no reason not to be contrarian, especially with this first tournament, because you don't have recent history. So my opinion is the winning lineup. I mean, it's going to have a few names on there that that might be just as an example, like, you know, 60 to to 100 to one shots that are going to be like towards the top of the leaderboard because we didn't realize it, but they were practicing and they were in good form. And some of these guys like Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka, like, who don't really seem to care sometimes because sometimes they actually don't care, especially Dustin Johnson. So like people will be taking him and he might be, you know, plus five on the first day. Cause he's just not in the right mindset yet. So you're going to see, you're definitely going to see some wacky lineups winning the, the big GPPs in my opinion. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, man. And I'm excited. I get to ask you more questions and I'm excited for Tuesday because on Tuesday and, and probably this weekend on Sunday, when you're, when you're on the wind daily show, I'm sure you're going to have some real great information about golf that's coming up. And then on Tuesday, we get to reiterate it one more time, give you a couple more days to really flesh out some of your lineups, flesh out some of your core players who you're working around. And again, I think it's going to get real wacky. It's going to get real fun, but again, how excited I cannot wait to see some real golf. No fans, which is kind of going to stink, but it, it that green grass, man, it's going to look so pretty on my TV next weekend. I can't wait. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think I mind the the no fans thing. I I just want to see the coverage because as fun as the Outlaw Tour was, you know, part of my handicapping is I want to, I actually like literally want to see it. I even want to see like the interviews before and afterward. I like, I literally want to see, I want to see the body language. I, I just every to me, everything counts. I mean, not necessarily literally, but like, you know, there's things that you can sort of diagnose that yeah. like, you you know, you don't, you know, Outlaw Tour, you, you basically didn't get to see anybody. So, mm-hmm. you know, as fun as that was, it was a nice distraction, but it was, you know, it was not the real deal by any stretch. We're up to the big guns. And I, and I think you, you actually make a really good point with golf. I mean, it is so mental, right? Like these guys know how to swing a club at this point. We're not really too worried about that. It is legitimately the mental game, what they're capable of doing. And not playing for a couple months and getting back out again. I'm sure they played many different practice rounds at many different golf courses. They could have just went to Arizona for all we know who the heck cares, but it is, it's definitely interesting. And I think the mental aspect of it is going to be pretty cool. So 
So yeah, I love it. I can't wait. So yes, uh, hop into the Discord chat. We're going to be hanging out there. Make sure to hang out with us on Twitter. I'm Michael Raziel one See ya. And for all the Ravens fans and Bills fans, we didn't even get to talk that much football today, which is sad, but at Sia Najad. So very excited for that. Make sure to check out uh, Rich, uh, JFan303. JMO, I think I'll go with J. I'll just stick with JMO from now now on at DFS underscore. No shame if you want to win some NASCAR. Rich, if you want to win some soccer. Rich is also really good at hockey too, so I'm excited to see when hockey comes back. We could talk a little bit about that too. But hey, yeah. hey, Michael, Michael, yeah. I, in, in, instead of signing off right now, just let me oh, let me oh, just absolutely. let me just offer you this because I typically have something you know sort of controversial to say, or at least other people deem controversial, whether it's about a Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. So I'm just going to leave you with this. The best passer on the Baltimore Ravens is Robert Griffin the oh. third. Okay, that's send your hate mail. Tweet yeah, at I'm... Michael Raziel one. <laughs> I can't believe he said that. Yeah, you said my name right. I can't believe it. Congratulations. Finally, someone did it. Someone at Wind Daily. I've only been here for like three months and someone finally said my name right. So I do appreciate that. See ya. Uh, RG3, no, baby. Yeah. Um yeah, we're we're gonna leave there for for C and Ajad, for myself, for Rich, for J Mo. We all hope you make it a very profitable night. Thank you so much, everybody.